Welcome to today's episode of The Square. I'm really excited. This is our first episode to shoot of 2023. We're, we're really excited about some of the content that we have coming this next year. Um, but before we get to that, I'm joined by Ty Kaliznik. Thank you so much for being here, Ty. Yeah, hi, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Well, and uh, as often happens at the beginning of the year, you take a minute to look back. And uh, if we look back three year, almost three years mm. ago, you were part of our first digital internship program. Yeah. And I had the joy of working with HR and, and a few other departments to, to help the intern class do video blogs. And I remember yours vividly because you there was just this blank screen and then you pop up and you do I, I'm not going to be able to do the motion the way that you do and you have this yeah. starburst sound effect in fact the best way to describe it is to actually see it so cue the epic flashback hello everyone and welcome to my number one blog My name is Taisia Kolisnik, but you can call me Ty, and I am one of the Corgan summer interns for the Dallas Education Studio. I was born and raised in Ukraine, the largest country in Europe. I, you, it, it was obvious that you enjoyed putting together those videos. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. It was really unconventional, something that I did not expect for the summer internship is, yeah. yeah, I try to have the most fun as I possibly could. Well, they definitely stood out. So then I, I, I want to talk a little bit about your passion for architecture and in the education mm -hmm. team, but let's, let's go back a little bit. Tell me a little bit about growing up. Give me a glimpse of Thai as a kid. Well, I am originally from Ukraine, was born and raised there, and moved to the U.S. at about 18, 19 years old. Uh, I went to school in Louisiana, and growing up, I just liked being creative. I think first time I encountered architecture was probably working with Legos when yes. my dad introduced me. <laughs> uh, and I like to play Sims as well. Yep. The older, like, like Sim, it's like uh, the Sim Online games. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Just, you know, I enjoyed modeling houses. I did not care about the personalities, <laughs> the people. I just was there for, you know, designing. Yeah. And uh, that kind of made me comfortable to go in architecture. Uh, my aunt suggested doing it as a major, and I was like, okay, let's try for one semester, and it was really a perfect fit for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, is was there, you, you said you had, um, you know, you did Legos and whatnot. Was there was there something where it just clicked that you were like, oh, I can, I can see how these things come together to create something mm. bigger than its parts? Yeah, I love that it's a tangible thing and that it's as creative as it makes sense logically. I love that. So when, uh, just out of curiosity, if you weren't an architect, do you mm. have any idea what you would have gone into? I probably would be in some kind of international business. I like learning languages, so. How many languages um, do you speak? I'm fluent in three. I'm trying to learn a fourth one. It's currently two and a half more than I'm fluent yeah. in, so congratulations. <laughs> what are the three languages you um, speak? Well, I'm fluent in Ukrainian and Russian because I'm bilingual in right. English, and I'm learning Korean. Korean? Why yeah. Korean? Because uh, I like K-pop. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, music is a yeah. is a part of your life too. I didn't I mm -hmm. didn't know this until um, we started doing the research for this episode, but. But you play musical instrument. Yeah, I do. What do you play? Uh, my main instrument is bass guitar, but I started off with a guitar and I know like a couple of songs on the piano. So yeah. why, wh what, how did music come about? Uh, I, just like with architecture, I wanted to be a part of something bigger, you know, hang out with cool kids. So <laughs> I picked up a guitar, you know, to make friends and be involved with musicians. So that's 
how I learned. Okay, so who are some of the artists that are kind of like, you know, the ones that you really admire? Um, the ones that I really admire. Aside from K-pop. I don't yeah, see a lot of guitar in K-pop, but well, maybe. Yeah, their, their musical engineering is great for sure, but um, I really like, you know, Paramore, mm -hmm. Panic at the Disco growing up. Uh, there's a local band, Polyphia, yep. out of Dallas. They're pretty big now. They're really great technical musicians, very inspiring. Awesome. So what went into the decision to leave the Ukraine and come to the United States? Well, that was back in 2015, and um, I was going to university in Ukraine, mm -hmm. actually, for a couple of years. And then my aunt, who lives here in Ukraine, she just offered to transfer schools. Um, she sees me as a daughter figure because she doesn't have kids of her own. And yeah. I thought, like, that sounds like a great opportunity that I would really love to pursue. And um, I could, you know, pick a different major. That's why I picked architecture. and. Um, you know, pursue my dreams and be creative and see it as a really awesome opportunity to change my life. Yeah. You you mentioned when we were talking about, you know, the possibility for kind of um, architecture that represents the cultural mm -hmm. identity of the Ukraine versus just being handed down from from the past. Mm -hmm. What what is what do you think is uh, the elements of that cultural identity? Um, I think one of the great things that um, is special about Ukrainians is that they are, they have that collective mind, but they are not, you know, acting just as a flock of people that can be manipulated. So mm -hmm. each personality, um, I know everybody works really hard, and especially the younger generations, they're really s a lot of smart people, a lot of rising professionals among my friends, and um, I see people that I graduated with in high school, they're starting businesses, they're pursuing just great jobs, doctors, lawyers, engineers, and um, yeah, it's being able to like see yourself as a collective organism, but also, you know, hold on to your personal values. Mm -hmm. So still having that community, right. but it's a community made up of individuals. Yeah. You're, you're not being, a dis you're not distancing yourself from right. everybody else. Like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Like, you do your own thing, but you do that, like, holistically within yeah. the same nation. Well, obviously, there's been a lot going on in the Ukraine mm -hmm. lately. Is there any hope of being able to, like, design a school or, or you know, contribute in that way? Yeah, I thought about it a lot, and actually my mom, she uh, suggested, like, what if, ever in the future you have an opportunity to help out to yeah. like rebuild the country um, or you know contribute somehow and I thought that although it's a tragedy and a lot of cities are destroyed but it gives uh, the nation to kind of build a new cultural identity mm -hmm. and express themselves through architecture because a lot of current buildings they're grandfathered from USSR so it's a different style you know it has different values and uh, whenever the war is over, there's a place for a new page for that. Kind of a, a really a, although tragic, a wiping yeah, of the new slate. It's something to look forward to. Um, has there has there been someone that you looked up to growing up, or or someone that's inspired you? Um, like a a person from my personal life. Yeah. Um, except for my parents. Um, I had a friend at my church who was a youth pastor and he did a lot for the city. Mm -hmm. So he's really, he still does, he's a really active guy and he's a musician. 
Uh, so it was great to see that mentorship, like, you know, seeing him starting a family and um, like living out his life, you know, as serving others. Mm -hmm. So that was very great to see that there are still people who care so much about changing the world and they start with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So part of growing up mm -hmm. was your mom was a teacher, is that right? And she actually had you as a student? Yeah, she did for one or two years. What was that like having your mom as your teacher? Uh, it was uh, interesting. I called her mom a couple of times in class <laughs> when she tried to like ask me a question. Uh, she didn't cut you any breaks on homework, did she? No, <laughs> no, she was really strict with me. So did that have an influence, because you're on the education team, right. uh, of all the various kind of opportunities and mm. flavors of architecture, why education? Uh, well, I made connection with education studios specifically, and um, that sphere was really interesting because of my mom, because mm -hmm. I saw her go to work and prepare, and um, I would even hang out at her classroom all the time. She uh, teaches math and physics, mm -hmm. so she had a lab space, and I would see you know, the in ins and outs of the profession, and that just really made me comfortable. It's like, oh, I'm really feeling purposeful doing this. Yeah. Um, part of designing and being in the creative profession is those moments of great inspiration mm -hmm. um, and then those moments of like the blank page and just these dry spells. How do you stay, you know, fulfilled and, and creatively, you know, engaged? Um, I get inspired by art. Mm -hmm. um, just sometimes it's going to museums, getting refreshed, and I try to read those books on like theoretical architecture because working in the field is different. It's more pragmatic, and you gotta like follow the project flow. There's a client. Yeah, <laughs> and reading those books on architecture, looking at images, uh, the philosophers, it keeps me kind of refreshed and engaged. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what are some of the projects you're working on now that you're excited about? Um, right now I am on a couple of projects. One of them is an elementary uh, school in the Argyle ISD locally. And another project is actually in North Carolina. So oh, really? we're working out of Atlanta office and there's somebody in LA who's helping us and it's really working from coast to coast. So it's uh, fully online. I mean, we have a couple of people in Dallas helping out, but it's really interesting to you know, see the synergy from different teams. And it's a project even with the data centers sector. Really? Yeah. So data centers has piece of the yeah, school. Yeah, they have, a, they have a data center because it's a dream center. It's an innovation center for cool. a university out of North Carolina. So when you're doing projects like that, are there times where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, you know what? My mom would have really loved to have been able to use this piece of it, or I'm, I, you, your mom comes up in your design? Yeah, I do. Whenever we go on sites and uh, see the finished product, I send her pictures all the time. Oh, I'm really? like, Mom, look at these schools. <laughs> this is amazing. She's like, wow, <laughs> like this is incredible. Like she would love to teach in any of those. And it's really great to see how far we've come from like schools that were built in, you know, 70s, 50s. Yeah, I, I know you're still early in your career, but have mm -hmm. there been any rejections or setbacks that kind of stand out as being something that helped shape the cr your career? Yeah, once, uh, I think my uh, senior year of undergrad was really, really tough. And I think I was like going through a breakup or something. <laughs> and uh, I would uh, work all night on a drawing of a section and I, I print it, I pin it up, professor comes up, he looks at it, he's like, this is giving me a headache and walks <laughs> oh away. No. And I was like, and 
I always try to be really intricate and complex in my design, you know, try to make it sophisticated. And right. be just like, I don't know how you're going to structure it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that was sad. I'm pretty sure I cried after that. <laughs> but regardless of that, like, you know, people can have different opinions. Like, sure. you cannot please everybody. Um, and I thought that, like, well, I can try. I'm still going to, you know, stick to what I want to design. But... I'm gonna, you know, take it with a grain of salt and still try to do better. Maybe yeah. maybe he was right. Maybe it was too complex. Maybe it didn't make sense. But that kind of didn't stop me from growing. And you were able to work in that feedback. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, then we're friends now. <laughs> okay, good. Friend, friends on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what um, excites you about the future of architecture. Um, the most exciting part is to see how fast it's growing. Um, because I love living in Dallas. Sometimes you drive through a place and then you drive the same road two weeks after and the apartment complex is demolished. <laughs> uh, uh, I love the fluidity. I love the city energy and I love to see the growth and um, just how and, and how designers try to accommodate people. Um, I love our client meetings whenever we meet with the district and ask um, a bunch of teachers like what do you need in the classroom and even simple things as that they matter because you try to cater towards people who work and you know help to teach our kids yeah it, it, it feels like in um, in a lot of ways you have two different audiences most places mm -hmm. you're building you know you have one set of people that uses that building yeah. but in in schools you have not just the children but the teachers yeah. that work there day mm -hmm. in and day out and, and they both have different needs and different right. ways of doing things. How do you reconcile those? Um, well really I think the goal behind that is the same. I know like kids are trying to learn. Sometimes they might feel like they don't want to do anything but kids are curious creatures. Like, they're, they're little humans and then teachers want to do a good job and a few of my close friends are actually teachers and mm. talking to them like everybody is very driven to do a good job in teaching so I see the both worlds you know and I just try to make them work together so that community that you're talking about with uh, in, in the Ukraine, mm. w that actually kind of also led to some of your um, interest in music. Right. Tell me yes. a little bit about that. Yes, so um, the biggest push of me pursuing music as a hobby was just hanging out um, with my friend in middle school. We were in the park and there was a live band playing. And I thought they were so cool. Like, wow, they're like adults, you know, playing instruments. Like, I want to do that too. And I know that they were good friends because they were, you know, hanging out, laughing. Yeah. People were supporting them, somebody's boyfriend, girlfriend. And I thought that that's a great thing, you know, that's so wholesome. Really, I would really want that in my life, you know, being united by a hobby, by, you know, something greater that people want to do. You're a little bit in a unique position because, you know, a lot of the lens that we see of what's going on in Ukraine mm -hmm. right now is whatever's on the news. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, you're, it's, it's going to be a certain way of looking at it regardless. You have a little bit of an advantage because mm -hmm. you have your friends and family that are there and they can mm -hmm. kind of give you a first-hand report. Is, are you seeing that that community is um, still, that, that communal aspect mm -hmm. is still very vibrant and alive despite everything mm -hmm. going on? Yes, definitely. Um, people are supporting one another. 
I know my friends are gathering still, you know, they're checking on each other, still trying to live a life because life goes on and it's, mm -hmm. it's a difficult thing to imagine, especially in the context of a war, but you still have to, you know, find the moments of celebration and joy. And, you know, my mom has her friend group and they try to have dinner together, yeah. like do something fun, you know, go see family. Uh, so do my friends. And that's awesome that people are still, you know, kind of kindling that spirit of courage and positivity. Yeah. Has it been tough for you to be here while all that's going on? Um, it's it's definitely a very, you know, strange situation because I haven't visited since I was, like, it, since 2016 mm -hmm. maybe. Um, and like looking back at it, I'm, I feel sad that I cannot do much to like help, but I know that my job is, you know, stay safe and support my family and friends and try to encourage them. Yeah, I remember coming around the corner because mm. our we, s mm -hmm. we sit relatively close to each other. Coming around the corner, and I didn't even know that you were from the mm. Ukraine. I had forgotten that from your intern videos, and I saw all these blue and yellow flags yeah. on the cubicles as we came around. Yeah, my uh, my team, our education studio, they surprised me one morning. I walk in and you know I see the whole studio decorated in flags, and that made me cry. Um, they actually fundraised some money to help some people in need that I successfully transferred over to a nonprofit in my hometown. Yeah. yeah, that was really awesome. Just see the support and feel like I don't just work here. Like I'm yeah. I belong to something. You, there's a little like bit a of family. that community right here. Um, okay, so tell me, like, is there a project that you're like, oh man, this would be the penultimate if I was to be able to do this project? And it doesn't even necessarily mm. have to be for a specific location, but you want to be able to build, you know, X project. What would that be? That's a good question. Um, if we're still dreaming within education, which I love working on schools, um, that would probably, I wanted to go some, something like collegiate because mm -hmm. I like that age of. Higher ed? Yeah. yeah, I volunteered at an architecture camp with like high school students and I had the most fun talking to them because they're Gen Z and <laughs> I'm right on the verge between millennial and Gen Z and I love how smart they are. They're so curious, but they have really strong opinions. So something like that, maybe um, something sim similar to an innovation center or uh, yeah, like higher ed, where they can pursue different careers, maybe even a community college. Yeah. At that point, are you really creating, you're, you're looking to create a foundation mm. for them to be able to expand yeah. upon? Yeah. I think uh, finding your identity is so important and figuring out what you want to do because people are asked to pick a profession so early on. You're yeah. only 16, 17 years old. Like, what do you know? And I think having a space to explore themselves and maybe expand that curriculum, try out different things would be really great. Is there a building you've been able to visit that just left a, a really strong impression on you? Our senior year, we had a trip to New York with my architecture studio, and we've, we went to Ford Foundation. Mm -hmm. And it's... Um, so another skyscraper, but it has a beautiful like green inner courtyard. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. You're, I feel like I'm at the park, but mm -hmm. I'm inside. And it's such a cool thing because you can, you know, just uh, rejuvenate by being around nature. There's trees, there's like little pond. It's really, it's not just a flat space. They have all kinds of steps and walkways. It's accessible. And I was like, I love that. Just, you know, the 
like combining two different areas and having that beautiful you know greenery within a very very busy downtown new yeah. york right in the middle of yeah. it's it, you know when I, I went to school in chicago and there was mm -hmm. a church courtyard that was it sounds like it was similar yeah. feeling that when you stepped into it somehow all the city sounds kind of dropped away yeah. it's very small but y you got that idea of being able to kind of get a little bit of solitude mm. in something that is so bustling tell me a little bit about where you would like to go with your career uh, I definitely would like to pursue the design track uh, within the studio um, because I I worked with some of our project designers mm -hmm. in different teams and uh, it's amazing there's they're like true architects you know they do what we were taught in school they mm -hmm. design they uh, you know have a different thought and they view it differently and I want to keep that mindset active and uh, just the ability of being creative is really attractive to me because uh, yeah it's really what I want to pursue well once you get there, we'll have mm. you back on again. You tell us all about it. Okay, <laughs> I would love that. Well, Ty, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you so much for watching. If you want to learn any more about what we talked about, uh, check the description below and make sure to check out The Square next time. <laughs>